Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, as we mentioned earlier in the service, today we are in week one of our annual generosity campaign. This is called Enter In. And today, I just want to spend a few minutes with you thinking about why we do an annual generosity campaign. What is the point of this? And I want us to see that, yeah, part of it is about raising money and raising the funds that we need for this upcoming year of ministry. We want to fully fund our vision. That's super important. But I also want us to see that it goes a whole lot deeper than that. Uh, this next few weeks is a chance for all of us to reflect more deeply on who God is and who God is calling us to be individually and, and collectively as a church uh, as well. Now, before I go any further here, I want to lift up just several caveats because I know that for many of you, this whole idea of a generosity campaign, uh, it makes you very nervous. And, and for some of you, it, it makes you very skeptical as well. And, and for good reason. I know uh, some of you are coming from church backgrounds where there was financial corruption of some kind in a church that you were a part of in the past. Um, others of you are coming from a church background where you were taught, or it was at least implied, that if you give more money to the church, that God will somehow love you more or, or bless you more. Um, and if that's you and you're skeptical, I don't blame you. I'm sure I'd be skeptical as well if I'd had that experience. But a couple things to, to note here. Um, at Kindred, we have structures in place to ensure that our finances are handled Properly. I won't get into all the details of that in the middle of this sermon, but if you're interested in that, uh, shoot me an email and, and I'll be happy to, to share more about that with you. Um, also at Kindred, we would never ever teach that God will love you more or bless you more if you give more to the church. That, that is manipulative, it's, it's unbiblical, and it's just plain wrong. So I want to be very clear uh, about that. I know that others of you, uh, you haven't necessarily had a bad experience with, with church per se, but money is just a sensitive subject for you. And in fact, I think for a whole lot of us, money is a sensitive subject. And there's many reasons for that, but I think one of the biggest reasons is that often we find ourselves in a place where we feel like there's not enough money, right? I mean, very few of us, I think, are walking around thinking like, wow, I have too much money. What in the world am I going to spend all my extra money on, right? No, more often we, we feel like there's not enough. And so then when the subject of generosity comes up and we're encouraged to give money and give more money, and we already feel like we, we don't have enough, that can raise all kinds of feelings within us, right? It, it can raise a sense of guilt or shame or resentment or inadequacy um, or some mix of, of, all, of the, all of the above. And, and if that's what you're feeling uh, right, right now, I want to assure you that nothing uh, of what we're going to be talking about over the next uh, few weeks here, none of this is meant to make you feel any sense of embarrassment or shame or, or guilt or inadequacy or, or anything like that. Look, uh, all of us know, or at least most of us know, what it's like when money is tight. And so as we're exploring the subject of generosity over these next few weeks, um, I hope you know that no one's ever pointing fingers. No, no one is ever shaming or, or judging. That, that's not at all what this is about. All of this is only meant to be helpful and, and not at all uh, hurtful. Also want to share that, uh, look, I, I know what it's like 
when, uh, when it feels like your finances are, are out of control, I've been there. Um, that can be super stressful and, and super overwhelming. And, and if that's where you're at right now, uh, we want to help you out. We can connect you with some resources that will help you to, to manage your debt, manage your expenses, get a better handle on your finances so that you can be more sustainable and, and find a, a sense of peace uh, about all of that. Um, so truly, if, if you want help with that, uh, shoot me an email. No shame. We'll keep it just between us and, and I can uh, point you to some resources that I, I think will, uh, will help you out in that way. Well, given uh, that for all these many reasons and, and so many more, uh, given that generosity can be such a delicate topic, it might seem easier, it might seem more comfortable to just not have a, a generosity campaign. In fact, a few of you have asked me, like, can we just like not do it? Um, and I hear that, I do, but the truth is that generosity, and not just financial generosity, but, but in all of its forms, generosity is just too important for us to ignore. Uh, and it's worth spending a, a couple of weeks intentionally reflecting on. You know, as, as Christians, we believe that generosity is not just something that we do, um, but according to Jesus, according to the example of Jesus, that this is supposed to be our whole way of life. And in fact, we believe that generosity is actually the source of our life. Uh, I, I want to say uh, what I mean by that here, and then I, I want to lift up uh, one way that I think this next few weeks uh, can be um, really helpful for, for all of us individually and, and life-giving for us collectively as a, as a church. So as we dig into this here, I, I want to start with just a, a basic question for us to consider, and that is, why, why is generosity such a big deal for us as Christians? Why is it so important that we think about this, even if sometimes it can make us feel a bit uncomfortable? Um, is it because being generous is the nice thing to do? And, you know, as my kids uh, like to say, they're in preschool, they like to say sharing is caring. Um, is it because generosity feels good? You know, it gives us that warm, fuzzy feeling inside when, when we're able to, to help somebody else out. Um, well, we certainly want to be nice people. Yeah, and it's great to have that, that warm, fuzzy feeling when we can help somebody else out. All that's good. But I want us to see today that it actually goes a whole lot deeper than that for us. And to really see why generosity is such a big deal to Christians, we have to jump back. We have to rewind all the way to the very, very beginning. And in fact, we have to go back to even before the very beginning. Now, we're going to dive deep here for a few minutes, but hang with me because this is going somewhere and, and this is foundational for our faith. So here's a, a big, deep question that, that maybe you've thought of before, maybe you haven't thought of before. But the question is this, what was going on before the creation of the universe? What was going on before the universe even existed? Well, if you rewind all the way back before creation, before the Big Bang, before however you want to think about how everything got, got started, uh, all there was, was God, right? I mean, this is hard for us to wrap our minds around, but there was no space, there was no time, there was no matter, there was just God. So what was God doing back then? Uh, was God just like sitting alone in the dark? Wasn't God bored? Wasn't God lonely? Well, it turns out... No, and, and here's why. Some of you know this uh, already, but as Christians, um, we believe that God is what we call Trinity. Trinity. 
uh, we are monotheists, just like Jews and, and Muslims and, and uh, a number of other religions as well. We believe in one God. But Christians believe that within the one God, there are three divine persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we believe that these three persons are so united in their love for each other. They're so united in the, the community they share, the relationship that they share, that together they are the one God. Are you still with me? I told you we were going to dive deep, uh, so, so I hope I haven't lost you yet. Uh, so th this whole idea of the, the Trinity, that God is three and one at the same time, you know, that's a mystery that we just can't fully wrap our human minds around. And down through the, the Christian tradition, theologians ha have lifted up different metaphors and different analogies and ways for us to, to try to imagine as best we can uh, what God is like, what the Trinity is like. And so uh, many theologians have lifted up this image of a divine dance, that the Father, Son, and Spirit are sort of eternally, perpetually uh, dancing around one another in love. Are they doing like a peaceful waltz? Is it a square dance of some kind? I don't even know if that works with three people. Is it a rave? Um, who knows? You know, it's just a, it's just a metaphor. Uh, but another uh, image that, that we get in the Christian tradition for the Trinity is, is this, this vision of a, a shared meal. Uh, that, that three people are, are sitting together around a table, enjoying each other's company over good food and, and good drink. It could be like a, a juicy steak with a, a nice rich cabernet. It could be fried chicken and, and sweet tea. It could be something that you vegetarians like. I don't know. Again, it's, it's just a, a metaphor. But in the Christian tradition, uh, what, what all these different images of the Trinity have in common is that they're trying to point out the fact that, that what binds the Trinity together deep in the heart of God is this sense of mutual generosity that's shared. That, that, that generosity is like the relational glue, if you will, that holds God together. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I love this particular image of the Trinity that, that I've got for you here, and hopefully this is showing up okay uh, on, your, on your screen. Um, this piece is by an artist named Scott Erickson. He's a great person to follow on Instagram. If, uh, his, his handle is um, Scott the Painter, Scott the Painter, so definitely worth looking him up and, and following him. Uh, but I love in this image how he illustrates this, this sense of mutual generosity within the Trinity. As you can see here, uh, Erickson picks up on the, this traditional image of three people sitting around a table. And, and here, if, if you can see, uh, each person around the table is holding a cup and is holding a wine bottle. But as they're pouring the wine here, uh, they're not pouring it in their own cup but each of them is filling up the cup of the person to their right, uh, meaning each of them is using what they have to serve the other one. This, this beautiful illustration of mutual generosity that's at the very heart of, of who God is. Uh, again, as Christians, we believe that this is who God is, this is who God has always been, uh, so to get back to our big question of, of what was going on before the creation uh, of the universe, well, it was this. God wasn't bored. God wasn't lonely. But the Father, Son, and, and Spirit were already busy giving, giving love to each other, giving honor, giving, giving praise to each other. In other words, in other words, generosity was going on before anything else existed at all. 
generosity was already going on before anything else existed at all. Pretty amazing to, to think about, I think. Uh, here's something else that, that's also amazing to, to think about. The reason there is an anything else, the reason there is a universe at all, the reason there is a you and a me is because of that same divine generosity. You know, at the very beginning of the Bible, uh, we, we get this poem that's all about creation. And this poem describes how God goes about creating the, the sun and the moon and the stars. It talks about how God creates the, the sea and the land. God creates life, you know, plants and, and animals, not because God has to, not because God needed to, not because God was bored or, or lonely, but simply because God wants to. God wants to give life. God wants to give existence. God wants to share and share generously. That, that's who God is. And as that, that creation poem unfolds there at the, at the beginning of, of Scripture, we're told that finally God makes one creature that's different from all the others. Uh, God makes one creature that is more like God than anything else that God had made. And of course, that one special creature is us. It's, it's human beings, you and me. And it says that God created us in God's own image. In God's own image. What does that mean? Well, at least part of what it means is that God created you and me not just to receive God's generosity, not just to receive the, the gifts of life uh, and love and, and sustenance and, and provision, not just to receive, but to also participate in God's generosity to use these gifts that God has given us to give to others, to love and serve others. And when we do that, when we do that faithfully, we become like living, breathing versions uh, of this. We become living, breathing images of God. And we're reflecting that out into the rest of creation. That's our created purpose, uh, according, to, according to Scripture. Well, I know that's a whole lot of, of deep uh, theology to, to explore with you this morning. I, I threw a lot at you there. So if I lost you along the way, uh, if I put you to sleep, if, if you just checked out, um, check back in. Here's the point. Here's the, the bottom line. It's that generosity starts with God. It's not just something God does, but it's who God is. And God created us not just to receive God's generosity, but to participate in it, to participate in it. And when we do that faithfully, when we practice generosity with our money for sure, but also with our time and our energy and all the resources we have at our disposal, when we do that faithfully, we're living into the purpose that God created us for. Now, here's what I think all this has to do with this generosity campaign that, that we're doing at, at Kindred Church to, to bring it home, to, to bring it back to us uh, right here, right now. Uh, you know, if we're really honest with ourselves, I think most of us would probably admit that we tend to spend a lot more of our time and energy um, focused not on what we're giving, but on what we're getting, right? Or, or what we want to get. I mean, I'll just speak for myself. Um, if you look at my to-do list, most of the things on that list are things I need to get done for me uh, and for my job and, and for my family. Um, if you look at the ways that, that I spend my money, um, most of that is, is ultimately for me or, or for 
my family. If you, you know, I think about like when my mind wanders, um, when I space out, like maybe some of you are doing right now, uh, hopefully not. But uh, when my mind begins to, to wonder, I typically don't start thinking about what you want and, and what you need. Uh, but, but typically my mind wanders to things that I want and, and that I need. And you may say, well, Daniel, that's, that's perfectly normal. You know, that's, that's expected. Of course, all of us are, are primarily focused on our, ourselves. You know, that's just being a, a responsible adult. Um, and that's exactly my point, that, that it is normal and that it is expected that, that we tend to focus on ourselves. And so what that means is that if we're going to practice generosity, if we're going to shift that and switch our focus so that it's less on what we're getting for ourselves and more on what we're giving, then that's going to take some effort, right? At least for me, that's going to take some intentionality uh, to, to do that. And that's why I think having an annual generosity campaign can actually be really helpful for us because this is an opportunity for us to make that effort. This is an opportunity for us to be intentional and, and really reflect on, you know, how am I already being generous in my life? And how is God calling me to be more generous in this season? How am I called to be more generous in this season? Uh, I kind of think of the annual generosity campaign uh, sort of like a, a checkup. You know, about once a year or so, I will go to the doctor not because I'm feeling sick, not because I think anything is wrong, but just for a checkup. And, and when I go in, the doctor will ask me some questions about my life and my health. He'll check my vital signs and you know poke and, and prod and, and all of that. And then at the end, he'll give me some recommendations. All right? He'll prescribe a new medication sometimes, or he'll suggest changes to my diet, or sometimes he says, well, everything's fine, but then he gives me some reminders and, and important things to, to, to remember. And then always before I leave, he makes me go ahead and schedule next year's checkup. Why is that? Why is that? Well, it's because my health is too important to ignore. Right? Even if I feel like everything's fine, even if I feel like nothing's wrong, still, I need a checkup because my health is too important to ignore. Well, again, I hope that this generosity campaign, these next few weeks here, they can be kind of like a checkup for us. Because kind of like our physical health, our practice of generosity is so central to our calling. It's so central to our created purpose that it's just too important to ignore. So uh, wherever you're at financially right now, we've got people all over the map. So I guarantee you, wherever you're at, you're not alone here at Kindred. Um, and wherever you're at spiritually, and again, we've got people all over the map. So wherever you're at today, you are not alone. I, I promise you. Uh, but wherever you're at, I want to invite you to join me over these next few weeks in intentionally reflecting on how are we using what we've been given to love and, and serve others. How are we giving what we've been given? And for those of you that are already invested at Kindred, for those of you that already call Kindred your church home, I want to invite you to, to join me specifically in thinking about how we're practicing generosity towards Kindred Church. Um, because, you know, you and I already know the, the difference that this church is, is making in our lives and we want to keep growing. We want to keep expanding this so we can offer this great church family to more and more people in our community and so we can touch the lives of people beyond the bounds of this community. And it takes all of us practicing generosity together to make that a reality.
Uh, one thing I know is that if we all embrace this time, uh, we can more fully live into our created purpose and all of us individually and, and certainly collectively as a church, we can better reflect the image of God into this world. And that's something that this world, I think, desperately needs right now. We can more fully reflect the image of God into this world. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and, and generous God, uh, when we stop and think about all that you have given us, uh, all the way down to our, our very lives, the, the very breaths that are sustaining us in this moment, God, we are in awe of your generosity and we are so grateful. Uh, Lord, um, for, for all the reasons that we've named today, sometimes generosity can be a, a tough subject for us to talk about, a tough subject for us to, to think about for, for many good reasons. Uh, God, I, I want to lift up this morning uh, all those who've had a, a bad experience with, with giving to the church, a bad experience with, with church finance in the past. God, heal the wounds that are there, we pray. Um, God, continue to, to make us faithful at Kindred Church as we're pursuing the vision that you've set before us, Lord. Uh, help us in this season to, to honestly reflect on the ways that we're already practicing generosity, but help us to also honestly reflect on, on the ways that you're calling us to increase our generosity, not just with our finances, God. We know it's so much more than that, uh, but with our time, our energy, the, the way that we serve, Lord, um, the way that we use our, our talents. Um, God, thank you for the opportunity to grow. Thank you for the, the grace you give us to grow more and more like the people that you've created us to be. God, we, we pray that as we continue to follow you, that we would more fully reflect your image into this world and that your love and your grace and your generosity would be known to more and more people as a result. Uh, we love you, Jesus. We thank you again for all that you give to us. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.